Welcome to the Birthing Your Book podcast, where we share this journey of experiencing full creative self-expression. I'm your host, Kieran Hewson, book editor and coach for Soulpreneurs. And on today's episode, I want to take you behind the scenes of how this book editing business uh, came to be and what happens when all your dreams start to come true. The new level, same devil concept and how we sort of go through a honeymoon phase and then need to reintegrate back into life and step back into a nice ease and flow, ebb and flow state. So on the last episode, I talked about how the editing business kind of dropped in and these clients came very, um, I don't want to, yeah, very effortlessly. It was very much like, is this a match? Is this a match? And we're running with it. And it's so exciting. Um, I remember standing um, in, in the bakery buying my chocolate chip brioche on the way to the spa. And I was just checking my phone and I had a Facebook messenger message. Now, I don't usually do business on Facebook. I don't I don't do a lot on Facebook, um, even personally. And so um, that's one of the few notifications that actually comes through on my phone, because usually if people are, are messaging me there, um, it's friends and family and stuff like that. And um, it ended up being a wonderful woman, Victoria Bond, um, who was interested in working with me. And it was just this moment of like, I've not even caught up to the fact that this book editing thing is a thing I'm doing. I'm still like working through like putting the web page together and like working with Rose on her books. And, you know, before I could kind of catch my breath, before I could kind of feel into like what would more look like? What do I desire? How do I desire to expand? How do I desire to grow? Before I could shift into that space we so often go to of, okay, now I know the next level I want, I'm feeling in lack because of the gap between now and then. Like I want more clients and right now I don't have more clients, right? Before I could get to that point, I had this new inquiry and I was like, oh my God, this is bonkers. I'm like holding back tears in the flipping bakery, had to go sit in my car and let the tears fall before I went into the spa. And I'm like, is this even my life? Picking up pastries on the way to the spa, getting a like beautifully aligned client inquiry that I'm just so excited about. This like editing business dropping in that feels like for the first time in my life my whole self is acknowledged um I think I mentioned previously how through the past six years of business when I was doing intuitive business and life coaching um and system strategy work I wasn't using those seven years <laughs> that I had pursued fiction and I had studied writing and I had edited my own work and I was in the writing industry. And so this was the first time where like my whole self felt acknowledged, like looking back, all the pieces lined up and this final piece lined up in this new form. And so it was it was very mind-blowing and it was this moment of, like all my dreams are coming true and I'm not having to work for them. And I know we talked about last time that concept of having to work for clients or work to make a business successful or work to achieve your dreams ultimately. Um, and this was really, you know, me having thrown out the idea of 
you know, doing it by the book or being the best student for years and coming into full alignment, leading with my intuition, leading myself, even if it didn't look like it made sense. Um, and that's really what feels like it got me to this place. And this was a completely new place. And the new level, same devil thing came about because as I was, um, you know, chatting with this new client and as I've had other client inquiries too, and it all just started to kind of drop in around this time, um, it was very difficult for me to detach from it. I, I've been likening it to the honeymoon period of a relationship when you meet a new person and you just become completely obsessed with them and you just want to spend all your time with them. It's like this instant connection. You want to learn everything about them. You want to know exactly what they're doing like every day um, and it just you you become consumed by this relationship and then after a while you get to a point where it's like your the rest of your life is kind of demanding your attention like there's there's the rest of your life that still needs to be attended to whether that's like housework that's building up or friends that are wanting to see you or family that wants you or whatever it is or maybe it's even um, some of your own like hobbies that you're starting to miss or different classes that you were going to that now you've been skipping to spend time with this person. Um, it's this point of like reintegration. And so that honeymoon period, now that I've moved out of that honeymoon period, it's really interesting to look on that with that perspective because that definitely helps me kind of give myself the grace and understanding of you know the period where I was very attached and I was like checking my messages all the time and if there was a message I wanted to reply right away because it was exciting because like when all your dreams are coming true you're like oh my god this is amazing I just want to stay in this energy I just want to stay in this like excited all my dreams are coming true this is amazing this is my life we want to stay in that energy but for me, and it would be a really great thing for yourself to inquire if you're in the same part place, um, there was an undercurrent of disbelief. Like I wanted to stay in that energy and stay connected to the evidence that the dreams were coming true or had come true because there was this like undercurrent of disbelief that it was happening. Like I hadn't fully integrated that this was my life now and this is how things happen and this is something that I can sort of ground into and trust. There was this underlying level of after six years, like I can't believe this is happening. And it wasn't as conscious as that. It was very much only when I was realizing like I'm really attached to here to this and I'm not detaching in my days over my week the way that I usually would be. I mean, I created a hugely spacious lifestyle um, <laughs> prior to this business dropping in, which, you know, I'm sure you could argue that that space was held then for this to drop in and then to integrate and then we create more space. We'll talk about that on another episode. Um, <clears throat> so I was used to having a lot of headspace. I was used to having a lot of downtime, using bunny quotes for downtime. I was used to having a lot of time when I wasn't needing to do things, when I wasn't working. Um, for pretty much the entire six years of doing business, I've worked about a 20-hour week. I don't think I've like 
intentionally like work time. I know that I've absolutely done things you could class as work like activities outside of those hours. But as far as like creating space in my week for um, intentional sitting down and doing work things like 12 to 20 hours has been like where I've averaged um, or the range for all of my years of working for myself because that was the like non-negotiable family first lifestyle first approach that I entered into this with and so what I noticed over the like two or three weeks when I was in this honeymoon period is that it was it was really um it was a lot on my nervous system to be connected at that like high vibe you could call it like high excitement um, level continuously for so long um, and ultimately you know there's an ebb and flow to everything which I'll talk about more in a little bit but this was the flow and I've likened it again to the honeymoon period but also to like a king tide so when we um, when you have the high tide and the low tide and then you have this rising before we hold at the at the point of you know we've, we're expanding to hold this high tide point and then we um, ebb back down to our low tide point and so this very much felt like that king tide where it's like I'm expanding to I'm expanding and stretching past like what my previous like capacity was and I'm expanding into a into more which is amazing but there's also like an, a, a different rhythm to that experience that we then need to come back and integrate. So there was this underlying, um, you know, when I tapped into like, why is it difficult for me to detach? Why am I not wanting to like let go of my phone, of these messages? Like, why does it feel hard to not reply until the next day? Like, what's that driver? <clears throat> that's making me want to like you know check the messages and reply right away and stay even when I wasn't on my phone doing that just like mentally stay very connected mentally thinking about it mentally in that space instead of in the present moment and it was this like underlying feeling of disbelief like there was part of myself not a very large part but part of myself that was like the dreams are coming true, like, holy crap. And this disbelief that it was, like, actually happening. And so that was motivating, like, the staying attached or staying in the mental space where where I'm attached to these um, this part of my life. And then the other thing alongside the disbelief, which I guess was seeded by it, is this fear of it disappearing. So, like, if I let it go, if I ignored everything for a day, would it even be there when I came back? Because for so much of my like time in business, this wasn't my reality. Like this is a completely different reality that I need to integrate, that I need to process, that I need to ground into, that needs to become like my new normal. And so there was this fear of like, well, if I just dis detach from it, if I disconnect for from it, when I come back, will it have all been like a dream? Like literally, would it all just have been like something where I thought it was one thing and when I come back to it, it it's actually not what I thought it was at all um <clears throat> so that was really interesting to sort of acknowledge um and I don't know that I I didn't really do any work on healing that I think that's just a perfectly 
um, like natural piece of the puzzle when we're integrating something new when we're like holy crap I can't believe I'm here like we make a shift in our life or something shifts and we're like this is amazing and I always dreamed of it and there's a part of us that like never knew if it would really happen and now it has and that piece needs to get on board that part of ourselves needs to get on board so it's not that I needed to necessarily do any like healing work or clearing work around that the acknowledgement was enough to be like oh, like that's what's happening. And so it's a case of grounding into it, allowing it to become my new normal. Um, And so, (laughs) and so it became a case of new level, same devil, but for a different reason, like it looked different. It was the same devil, but in a different costume, we could say, um, And I know we often hear the phrase like new level, new devil. And it's like, it's not, it's not. It's always, it's always a new version of the same repeating pattern that we we are here to learn and heal from in our lives. It is always the same thing. It's just dressed up different. It's in a different context. So let me explain how this, my dreams coming true and this like underlying feeling of like disbelief or fear of it disappearing if I let it go, like when I came back, it wouldn't be there or it wouldn't be the same as what I think it was. Um, <clears throat> it was you know, that attachment that I was holding on to and the inability to detach, the inability to step away from work, to leave work at the laptop, at my phone and step away back into my life without it being on my mind. Now it might be starting to sound familiar, was exactly the same thing that I've experienced. And I know so many of us have when our worth and our value is tied up with our work. It's the same thing where, you know, we are working so hard because we need to prove something. First of all, we need to prove that we've put in the work. So if the results don't happen, it's not our fault because, look, we've done as much as we could have, like, humanly or superhumanly have done. Like, I have sacrificed. I've, like, run myself down to the ground. I'm, like basically burned out there's like no more that I possibly could have done so if there's no results from that it's not my fault or it's a case of like we're working in our business and it is getting results so I can't stop because my actions are tied to the results so if I stop working and detach for a moment then the results might stop And the results might pause as well. And then when I come back, will it still be there? Will it still be successful? Will the results still be happening? Or will I have to like start the engine up again? Like as if you've, you know, shut down the factory and it's going to take a whole day to like get it all started up again because of all of the like momentum that needs to be created. And so that probably sounds a whole lot more familiar to so many of us where we don't feel safe detaching from work and taking that space to rest, taking that space to be really present with our family, taking that holiday because of these underlying fears of if I go away, it will disappear. Exact same thing, right, as I was having with my dreams coming true. If I am not always attached to it, will it be there if I go away and come back or will it be in the same form? And sometimes you've got this layer of, 
like if I step away from my work because it is so wrapped up in our identity, like who even am I? And I think that's a whole different conversation, but I definitely wanted to touch on it as part of this, um, you know, attachment that we can have to our work. And so it was the same thing coming up again. How do I step back? How do I detach? How do I allow my work and my business to be a separate entity to me and something that I collaborate on and work with, but me stepping away from it doesn't mean it ceases to exist, doesn't mean that it ceases to like have an impact in the world. And a visual that I had at the time that really helped me to understand, um, you know, that I can step back and like my business keeps existing and keeps impacting people was if you think about creating any piece of content, like recording a podcast episode or sharing um, something on your Instagram stories, like in the moment, like in this moment, I'm sitting here recording this podcast episode. It's going to take me the 30 to 60 minutes to record it. And then I'm going to go off and live my life. This podcast episode then gets published. It then has a life of its own. Other people are hearing it. So it's kind of like I had this visual of like, I guess, kind of like a torch um, in the dark and you turn the torch on and the light beam goes out and then we turn the torch off. So the, we are, we've like detached from the light in our physical location, but the light continues to travel. The light continues to travel out and other people continue to see the light. I mean, look at the night sky. That's exactly what's happening with all of the stars. Like in the like, I guess, physical space, spatial location where that star exists it has since exploded and does no longer exist. There's a black hole or whatever happens. But we still see the light. And so this was one of the big aha moments for me was that I can be connected to my business. I can create the content. I can put the thing out into the world. I can message my client. I can put up a page with my services on it. I can um, record a podcast episode. I can share to my stories. And then I can detach. I can turn the light off. And the light still exists, the thing still exists, and it is still traveling with momentum out from me to be experienced by other people, to impact other people, to keep going and going for as long as, you know, it has in its life. And there's things like, you know, podcast episodes and YouTube have a bit of a longer, like, lifespan than, like, Instagram stories that only stay up there for 24 hours, right? So the light can travel out for you know, longer periods of time, depending on the format. But that was what allowed me to say, you know, I don't have to keep the light on. I don't have to stay plugged in and connected. I don't have to keep the light on for other people to see the light. I can turn it off. The light is still traveling. Other people can still see it. I hope that analogy really lands because then I got this feeling of, right, I connect into my business. I do my thing. I put it out into the world and then I can detach and it's still doing its thing. It's still impacting people. My clients can listen to their messages whenever, um, you know, they're still going about their days. And then that gives me the confidence and the trust that, you know, I don't have to stay connected for the results to happen, for the impact to happen, for other people to find me for clients to inquire, 
I'm going away to the lake next week and like I could have people inquiring with me while I'm at the lake. I'm not in that moment like doing anything that is creating the connection with them. It's something I've done over the past week or the past month or the past year. That light that's gone out, that's what they've found and that's what they're coming back to me with. So same, like next level, same devil, just in a different costume. (laughs) So sometimes we don't recognize it as the same thing. But that was something that really struck me was I I hadn't resolved this problem and I use the word problem again with bunny quotes I hadn't like completely healed this um pattern where now I was feeling like I needed to stay attached to work for a completely different reason because my dreams were coming through it all looked different right it's the other side of the coin but it's the same coin and so it's it was about learning again how to detach and to allow my business to be a separate thing, to allow my clients to be in their own power and be self-led intuitive people, um, to come to me when they need something or ask and know that like I can show up in the moments I show up and the light continues to travel and have impact and I don't have to stay connected all the time. Um, Something else that came up so part two, <laughs> something else that came up um, a couple weeks ago as I was coming out of this honeymoon period is I started the week and I was in my um, like inner spring maiden phase of my menstrual cycle, um, which I am working with my coach on understanding a lot more. So I was like raising my awareness around it. And one of the things, um, my coach is Rachel Hodgins. Um, she has a really great podcast, Weaving the Wild, all about like cycles and seasons and, um, you know, the moon, new moons and full moons and the energies, astrology energies and stuff. It's really a, a beautiful and a lot of menstrual cycle like awareness and um, reconnecting in. And so I wanted to go deeper with the inner spring and the inner summer energies because I just felt like I didn't have as much of a understanding and um, like handle on how the energies flow as I did with inner autumn and inner winter, which I'd already done a whole lot of like work on. And so I start the week, I'm in my inner spring and I just get this feeling looking at my to-do list. Hmm, the fact that I even had like a to-do list at this level of detail should have been a warning sign. Um, but I just got that feeling that everything was something I needed to do. I need to do this today because of this client. I need to do this because otherwise there won't be time in the week for everything. I need to do the washing because there's three baskets of washing that haven't been folded. I need to wash the dishes because the dishes have got into a mess. Like everywhere I looked and everywhere I turned, I just had this feeling of I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. Now, if we come back to the like inner spring maiden, like, I don't know, in your early 20s type of energy, like being burdened by a whole lot of stuff that needs to be done in a certain time frame at a certain point of time um, before you do something fun, you're just like, hell no, just no. We are led by desire. So this was the thing I was learning that the big theme that comes up in Inner Spring is about desire and being led by desire. And my maiden princess had a whole tantrum And I got like 
really fed up and frustrated and angry and all of the emotions came up and my my maiden princess had a tantrum is how I describe it because everything that I had, I'd basically turned my life into a need to do. And I'm like, that is not how I operate. First of all, like prior to this honeymoon period and getting really like overly attached to my business, um, you know, I didn't, operate that way at all. I always had so much space. I didn't know what to do with it. I would always lean into the day to be like, okay, what do I feel like doing? What feels like it would be in alignment to do now? And then what's the next thing? So instead of having a to-do list that told me I need to get these five things done on a Tuesday, I would have a list of like, these are the things that I really want to get done this week. Like they're actually time sensitive. I've committed to clients like um, that's about it, honestly, because even podcast episodes or like I'm making the rules in my business. I'm setting the timeline. I'm setting the pace. So whenever there's something on my to do list where it's starting to feel like I need to do it, but I really don't want to. It's like, well, why am I creating this jail for myself? Um, So I instead of having this like menu of options of things that I could do of the threads that I had you know the seeds I'd planted in my business and the ones that might need some nurturing to grow um, what I would usually do is come in in a day and be like okay what like appointments do I have is there something in particular I need to do for a client or whatever Um, and otherwise I would look at this smorgasbord of options and I would feel into oh which one do I feel like doing? I would lead by desire. And what I had shifted to, because things had become busier, because my capacity had been stretched, because the space I'd created had been filled, because I was unable to detach from the business to be able to recharge, to come back to it again, I had really put this like hyper-masculine, like fearful grip on things where I felt like I had to do these things this day or there wouldn't be space for them because there are other things that need to be done in the other places of the week and I had fallen back into new level same devil fallen back into feeling like if I don't do it now there's not going to be enough time and that is talking about same devil that is a lie straight from the devil there is There is plenty of time for exactly what needs to be done. And if there isn't space for a thing to happen, it was never meant to be done in the first place. And so there's a couple of principles that I operate on, that being one of them, that if I don't desire it and it's not in alignment for me to do when I've intentionally created space to work on things, then it wasn't meant to happen yet. The timing isn't right. So first of all, trust in the divine timing. And the way that you know that you've got the divine timing is when you do have that clear energy, first of all. And so we're not being driven by fears, which I was at this time. Um, And you're able to tune in with your intuition to feel like I'm pulled to do something. I'm feeling drawn forward rather than feeling pushed from behind to do something. Um, And so one of them is that real trust in the divine timing. Because we don't know how things are going to unfold. I could never have predicted this editing business birthing the way that it has. I could never have even 
Like if, if I had sat down to think of all the different other businesses I could do, it probably would have taken a while until this one came up. Um, and so we we can't foresee how things will unravel. And I don't think we necessarily do want to foresee how things unravel because that's limited by our current um, human brain. And things can unravel in a way that are like so much better than we could imagine. And that's what I'm here for. <laughs> and it means a level of trust, a level of trust in the divine timing and a level of trust in, I think, myself or in ourselves that we can handle whatever is coming. Because if we're fearful of like how much might come at once or if it happens in this way, that might mean X, Y, Z, then we're not going to be open to the possibilities. So I'd got myself in this like trap. I'd created this trap myself of I need to do these things on a certain day because I didn't trust that there would be space and time for everything else. I didn't trust that I could rest on a Tuesday and this and get everything done. So I had my maiden princess tantrum, which was basically me getting to the point of being like, I'm not available any I'm not available <laughs> to run my life like this. And luckily because of I guess how far through <laughs> I say that <laughs> with an ironic laugh. Um because of where I'm at in my journey around healing these types of things and having gone through several new levels with the same devil that just looks slightly different, um, it was really only a couple days that I was in this um, place of looking at my to-do list, feeling like everything was a need to do. Um, because it's so out of alignment for me and it's energy that I am like not used to being in at all. It just feels wrong. And so I was able to pick up on it really easy, really quickly and to get back to the place of like, I'm not available for this. Like this business is amazing, but if this is how it needs to run, like that's not, that's not what we're doing. I'm having my business. I'm having this massive expansion. I'm leaning into this book editing and coaching because it's amazing and lighting me up like nothing else. And I'm going to do it in my, in my spacious way. I'm like not prepared to compromise on the spaciousness in my life, in my weeks, in my days. And so it was really that um, wake up call for me to be like, okay, you've slipped back into these fearful, like wounded masculine, like hyper controlling kind of ways of being. That's not what we do. Now let's come back into alignment. Let's lead by desire and as soon as I started doing that, tasks got done so quick. It was, I just, I had to laugh. Um, so Monday, Monday, Tuesday was when I was in this like need to do energy. I had my tantrum on the Tuesday. I shifted my energy and I used Wednesday was like a really like gentle day with myself because I was very tender. I was feeling all the feels <clears throat> like, you know, the vulnerability type hangover. It was like this tantrum hangover. It's like when you've had a really good cry and then you end up being like really dehydrated and you kind of need to like come back to yourself. It was kind of like that. And then on the Thursday, I was just on fire. I was back in alignment, leading with desire. And all of these tasks that I'd had on my list that seemed so big and like they needed to take up so much time, they just got done in like a half hour or something. It was just like these appointments and these other things got tackled in between. And then I was done and I was able to take my Friday like I like to do 
as a day completely to myself with no, like, nothing I need to do. And it was, it was just mind boggling how it really was this place I had got to from being like so attached to my business and like letting that fear of it disappearing sort of drive that attachment. Um, So little reflection invitation for you listening. If you ever have that energy of I need to do this, I need to do this, this needs to get done now. If I don't do it now, the world is going to end. Terrible things will happen. Um, Let's see how we can rearrange things. Like, let's see how we can step back and lead by desire because it's often not what we're doing that needs to change. None of what I was doing needed to change. Everything that was on my list for the week, I didn't change any of it. I just didn't allocate it to a specific day. I didn't plan it in day by day by day which is completely counter to almost all of the productivity advice you will have received, which is making me smirk. Um, Because when we trust ourselves, when we lead by desire, when we hold the space for things to happen and we're very intentional about what we're doing and we're not being driven by this fear of needing to prove ourselves and needing to prove that we did absolutely every possible action that we could have done to make our dreams come true and instead we know that you know what we're doing which is in alignment is enough then we don't have to, I don't know what my point was there <laughs> we don't have to have this energy of it needs to happen on a certain day we can open ourselves up and now this is I think part of the process as we start trusting our feminine more we start trusting our ability to create we start trusting our intuition more and we start trusting our ability to flow and that when we are in flow stuff gets done we don't have the evidence a lot of the time to to prove to ourselves that if I let go stuff will still get done. We feel like, well, nothing will happen if I'm not in this controlled need to do, planned it in, given it a slot, forced myself to do it. Because that's the only way we've ever experienced things getting done. That doesn't mean that there are not like 50 million other ways that things can get done, but that's been our only experience, our only point of reference. So that's the only way that we know. And it's scary to try something different. It's scary to try something else And maybe some things won't get done. Like that will probably happen. Almost certainly when you step into this path of flow, when you step into, um, you know, being intuitively drawn to things, there will be things that you've probably put on a list that will not get done because they didn't need to. We think we need to do so much more to make things happen. Again, we don't make things happen, we receive. We get ourselves into alignment, we open up to possibility, and then we receive. We don't push and make things happen. That's a whole nother like conversation about masculine and feminine energies and like receiving and leaning forward and leaning back. Um, So it's not what you do that necessarily needs to change. It's how you do it. So how are you going to approach 
the things that you want to do, that you desire to do. If they're not things you want to do and they're not things you desire to do, then that needs to be looked at because that then the thing might need to change. It might not be in alignment. It might need to be shaped a little differently. It might need to be restructured or realigned or like given a bit of a makeover. Um, but if if you're looking at the things and the things like what you're doing are things you want to be doing that you desire to do, then we need to shift how you're doing them. And that's what I did. I shifted into this, again, intuitive-led, desire-led, opened the space up in my calendar for Thursday. I was like, right, I have these two appointments. And otherwise, I'm not going to decide prior to, like, even in the morning, I'm not going to decide before I do the task what task what tasks I'm doing for the whole day. I'm not going to plan my whole day out before I get started. I have my menu of things that I desire to get done this week. And so in between my calls, I will look at that and I will see what is drawing me forward, which one is standing out. It's exactly the same process as if you are like pulling oracle cards or choosing a, a card in a card reading, right? If you lay three cards out on the table, you can tune into your intuition and your attention, your focus will be net. Like if you rest your eyes, they will fall on a card. And if you try to look at a different card and then hot, like rest your eyes, you'll be drawn back to a card. Apparently for me, it's the left card today. I haven't even drawn cards today, but the left one. Um, so that's the same thing when you're looking at the smorgasbord of tasks is like, okay, which one are you being drawn to? And then do that one and then come back. What one am I being drawn to? If none of them feel like they're drawing your attention, then maybe it's time to go do something else. Get up and go get something to eat. Walk around like whatever. But lead by desire. Lead. Get, let your intuition lead you because that's what will, that's what will create this beautiful flow of getting the things done in what feels like a really effortless way because you've actually like stepped into the flowing current. And so the momentum is like the momentum in the universe that, you know, the part we're in is already flowing and we're just stepping into the river and stepping into that momentum. And then it feels effortless because we're in alignment, because we've got the path of least resistance and all those other phrases that people use. <clears throat> so... <laughs> To sum up, that was the experience that was landing for me as these dreams were coming true, as I was navigating this honeymoon season. And it was really at that point where it became the need to do's that I needed to balance what had landed this new beautiful these new beautiful relationships. And I needed to like integrate them and align them back into the whole rest of my life. I couldn't stay connected to this one thing forever. I needed like to be my whole self again and to to honor all the different facets of me and to nourish all the different facets of me. And so the other thing like on a daily basis that I was aware of that I wasn't doing that I really um, craved was creating this ebb and flow. And I've talked about this a little bit already where like this honeymoon period was like a king tide and then this like maiden princess tantrum happened which essentially was the turning point of the tide starting to fall away 
and to go back to the low tide point to then rise again up to a, a different higher tide point because we've expanded our capacity, we've expanded um, what we can do and what we can hold. Um, but even on a sort of more micro scale, on a day-to-day scale, when I was talking about like being so attached all day long to like my business or to this these dreams happening, um, I really wanted to bring in this like ebb and flow within the day so that maybe I was flowing outwardly on a call, but then when that call finished, instead of staying at my laptop and like doing the like follow-up tasks to that, I would shift into an ebb and I would go into the lounge and I would lie down on my Shakti mat and I cannot do really anything on my Shakti mat, even holding my phone above my head can only be done for a very short period of time. Um, And so lying on my Shakti mat with the acupressure, lying down on the ground was very grounding and that created this ebb so that I could come back into my business. Again, this is like maybe maybe 20 minutes, maybe a half hour kind of breather. But like if we've if we've been on like a 90-minute call, if we've done a period of 90 to, you know, an hour and a half or even an hour to two hours worth of work, that's really, and again, science has caught up and proven this, but like you can just lean into your own experience to like prove this for yourself. That's like such a optimal like period of activity. And so then shifting into a half hour of an ebb, of lying on the Shakti mat, of going to sit outside in the sun, of going for a walk, of, you know, I don't know, whatever, whatever ebb sort of energy, whatever inward energy. So we've just had all this outward activity, outward energy, like on a call, coaching people, talking with people, out, out, out. We need to shift it and come inward and have that ebb, have that time to ground back into ourselves, back into the present moment, so that when we then approach our work again, approach the next things that we want to do or the next space of time where we're going to choose off the smorgasbord what we're doing, we can come back to we can come to it from a place of alignment. We've come back into alignment. Um, with our own selves, with our own intuition. And so we can tap back in so much easier to what's the next thing that's calling me instead of shifting from this outward energy being connected to clients or being connected to team or whoever you're on calls with and then trying to shift into what needs to, what needs to be done next because that's the energy. When we're, when we're in that outward, outward, have to stay here, have to keep going, what's next – it's it's often a what needs to be done now. And that's a need, not a desire energy. So we want to ebb. And so that was something that I have been practicing to varying degrees of success, like full transparency with this. Like I think that week when I had my maiden princess tantrum, I it was three days in a row that I managed to get on my Shakti mat at some point in the day to ground back in. Um, one of them was like at four o'clock in the afternoon. So needless to say, I hadn't like done the two hours of work and then ebbed and then a couple hours more of work and then ebbed, right? Um, it's a practice. It's something that I'm leaning into and wanting to embody more and more. And again, um, this week, uh, I think it took until 
like Wednesday for me to lie on the Shakti mat. And I was like, oh, I kind of forgot that that was a thing because I'd shifted a little bit and stuff was kind of feeling fine. I had like hadn't built it up into a, um, a, a like habit enough for it to just naturally be something that I, I did. And so it was like, oh, no, I have to consciously remember and remember how impactful it is for me to take that ebb and ground back in to then come and approach my work anew and afresh. Um, and ultimately, if we want to talk productivity, it then makes my, it does make me so much more productive. Like I get things done quicker and I get the most aligned things done. I get the quote unquote right things done for the path I'm traveling in alignment in ease and flow. So oh, this I think is so much of the duality that gets spoken about when like success lands. It's like success lands, dreams come true, clients come in, money comes in, we reach a new level of income, we ne reach a new level of impact. And how we navigate the like expansion for us to hold that, how we integrate our new realities, that's the work behind the scenes that is being spoken about more and more and more. Um but still is not spoken about nearly enough. So I hope that gives you a really great behind the scenes view of how I have navigated that period and the different things that I became aware of, the different kind of tools and like techniques that I used to um, help navigate that. And if you have any questions or any thoughts, then please do get in touch. Um, there'll be details in the show notes about how you can like message me. Or if you're inspired, I would love for you to just like continue the conversation on your own platforms, in your own spaces. And please do tag me so that I can follow along. Um, thank you so much for listening. If this has resonated with you, I would be so grateful if you could share this episode, subscribe to the podcast, share it out onto social media, send it to a friend who you think might be interested. If you do share it on social media, you are absolutely welcome to tag me. You can find me at Karen Hewson on Instagram, and I'm around about the place on other socials at Karen Hewson as well. If you're interested in learning more about me and more about how to work with me and what I'm up to, then please do check out the show notes and we'll make sure that all of the links to all of my things are there for you to have a look at. So thank you so much for listening and let's go on this adventure that is Birthing Your Book podcast where we share this journey of experiencing full creative self-expression.